Hello and welcome to Socialism, the Marxist podcast from the Socialist Party. Our podcast aims to understand, explain and prepare us all for the fight for socialism. It's produced by members and party activists. Don't miss an episode. Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Socialism, the Marxist podcast of the Socialist Party. Today I'm joined by Marion Lloyd. Marion is the left candidate for the General Secretary of the PCS Civil Servants Union. She's standing as part of the Broad Left Network. Hello, Marion. Hi, Sarah. Right. Let's get into it because the General Secretary election is about to be launched at the start of November. Let's get into these questions. You have achieved a stunning result in the nominations for PCS General Secretary. Why do you think that is? I think the mood in the membership of PCS has changed drastically, not just because of how the current leadership have been operating, but also because of the huge strike wave that's been taking place throughout Britain, coupled with the massive attacks that have been taking place against civil service workers in particular um, for year on year on year job cuts office closures um, low pay Mm -hmm. resulting in huge levels of sick leave stress health issues overwork and members see the opportunity to do something they seize that opportunity they voted twice in two historic yes votes against the background of anti-trade union laws. We won those, won a tiny bit out of government and the leadership capitulated and the membership saying that's not good enough, we want something different, we know we can win. And that's what you're offering? Hopefully. (laughs) Okay great and so let's, let's expand on that a little bit. What difference would it make to those PCS members in that situation that you've described if you win? If I won, my whole experience of being a lay rep in the in, in this union, PCS and predecessor unions, is as a negotiator, um, as an elected um, lay rep for years, is that you don't blink, that you talk to the employer, you lay your demands, um, you try and win things from them in terms of talks. But alongside that, you have to campaign, build the membership, build their confidence that actually if we do something, we can win. And my whole 40-odd years of experience tells me that the last thing you do is back off when the first thing that's laid on the table, you go for more. So I think what I would bring is not just that level of experience, because everybody can say they've got experience, Mm -hmm. but actually concrete wins where we have, and I understand when you move forward and when you retreat. Mm -hmm. And in this particular situation with the national campaign, I would not have retreated. I'd have gone for more. I'd have used the ballot mandate to the members' advantage. And I believe fundamentally we could have got more out of government and we'd be in a better place than we are now. Brilliant. Thanks, Marion. And what impact do you think a socialist leader of the PCS would have on the wider movement? Well, I think one of the key things that we have to do um, is to, it's a bit like 
the civil service union is made up of many parts. It's it's made up of not just civil servants. It's made up of private sector people, public sector people, as well as civil servants. And part of the strength inside PCS is those areas working together. And I think what is also important is that you take that broader so that, um, for me, it is important to build proper working relationships with our sister unions inside the civil service, but also broader than that, Mm -hmm. linking up with those big battalions of trade unions and their members and their leaders to actually look at how we can develop a joint programme for working people, linking together the industrial strength that we have and can utilise right across the trade union movement to actually enhance the um, conditions of workers. But I think more than that, it actually enables an individual or a group of individuals to encourage other leaders to join in and become part of what is so important to, in this case, trade union members and to actually represent their members in the way that I think that we would want to do so in PCS. Because the idea of coordinating the action during the strike wave was a no-brainer on the picket lines, wasn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, when you talk to any group of workers on picket lines and you raise the question with them about coordinating actions within and between trade unions um, members are absolutely up for it they that's for them it it's just common sense why wouldn't you Um, and I think what is important is that we elect leaders who agree with that but more than that would do something um, to try and make that happen and I would do that Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, uh, Marion. Uh, that is what we need. Um, it would really boost workers' confidence, wouldn't it, to hear that coming from the top? Okay, another uh, area that we, I think, should get into is the looming general election. Now, uh, Starmer's government is clear, isn't it? It's absolutely clear that it's not going to be on the side of the working class. They've not supported the strikes and they talk about all of the fiscal responsibility that they're going to do. But there will be massive pressure nonetheless on trade union leaders to restrain struggle under a Starmer government. So what difference would it make if you were the PCS General Secretary? My sense is, I I agree with you, Um, I think that a Starmer government is not going to produce the things that ordinary working people want. I mean, if I'm brutal about it, they just remind me very much of what the Tory party was like when I was a lot younger Mm -hmm. um, and don't seem to be putting forward anything different. But frankly, even if they were... Um, I think trade union leaders need to remember who elected them and on what basis. And if I'm elected, in the same way as I am as an elected rep now, it would not um, mean that whichever government was in power shouldn't prejudice us or compromise us in terms of placing demands on that government. And for me, um, if I were elected general secretary, then it is the agenda of our members that comes first. And my job as general secretary is to use all means necessary to try and win that agenda, which includes placing demands on a government, whether it's Labour, Tory or whoever, in order to try and win those demands. And I can't see that changing when Starmer's elected, if indeed he is. (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) And... I mean, we've got to look back a little bit as well, don't we? Because 
Uh, 12 years ago, at the start of the current Tory government, the PCS was at the head of a mass trade union action against austerity then. Um, there was the march of three quarters of a million people through London, uh, trade unionists carrying trade union placards and flags. Two million then after that went on strike uh, in a public sector general strike. And then we've had, uh, you know, the, the, the period since then. How has that happened? I think it has been. I mean, to be, I was part of the leadership in PCS at the the point where we built that that struggle, mm. and of course, it was the work that PCS did that very much encouraged other unions and other union leaders to get involved in that struggle in the context of the attacks against um, our pensions. Mm. And I think that struggle was absolutely fantastic. I remember it myself, marching through the streets of Sheffield and speaking on the City uh, city Hall steps um, on behalf of the union, which is a very proud moment, I think, for anybody who was involved um, in that particular um, struggle. And at that point, of course, um, PCS wanted to keep going. But one by one, the government tried to buy off each union. And unfortunately, the union leaders um, capitulated to that. So we were left isolated. And at that point, of course, we had to um, settle on, on some of the the stuff that was on the table at that point in time. I think a number of things has happened since then. Um, I think that defeat wore a lot of people out and they didn't necessarily understand why it was and therefore how do you pick yourself up from that and I include unfortunately lots of the what we would have seen as good left trade union leaders in that and I think there's not really been a clear approach um, not just in PCS but in terms of the broader trade union movement for some considerable period of time because there's a there's a worn outedness about you know what's been happening in society, what the Tories have been doing, the the Condon government, and and so on and so forth, and the huge anti austerity agenda. And I think some trade union leaders have just felt felt overwhelmed by that and haven't wanted to um, do what that I believe they've been elected to do, which is to build that struggle to stop austerity or to stop working people from paying for austerity. My sense is that the leadership in PCS capitulated to that. And unfortunately, what we would say, I suppose, moved to the right. But what I mean by that is that they shelved the industrial struggle. During COVID, they parked the pay claim. They would not um, struggle in terms of the safety conditions that people were, were working under. But of course, as soon as COVID came out of the other side, then really workers took things into their own hands. And we've had this mass strike wave right across the UK and beyond, which I think has built the confidence of members, which is why, coming back to your first question, I think we've done so well in the nominations, because they know that they can make a difference and they want leaders who are prepared to put their necks on the line too, to make sure that we we milk that advantage, if you like. And I suppose you could say that COVID was a bit of a, a testing time, wasn't it? Workers needed a lead. And how did PCS shape up at that time? I was on the NEC at the time, and I think that the the attitude from the majority, including the, the current General Secretary, was one that we would say was capitulating to national unity, i.e. we're in a terrible situation, we're all in it together. And actually, for, for me, the COVID pandemic really 
brought home the complete inequalities mm -hmm. between rich and poor, where you had the, you know, the poorest people having to struggle into work, putting themselves at risk every day, and number 10 are partying it on down. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was disappointing in the extreme that the national leadership sort of almost accepted that because we were in a terrible situation that, you know, now was not the time to struggle when actually probably the converse was the case. And we should have, you know, really pressed home the advantage for working people on pay, on safety, um, on conditions, because not only did COVID obviously um, have a huge effect on everybody, um, and some devastating effects on on some. It also exposed, I think, the absolute fracture of the the state in terms of the services. You know, the holes and the years and years of austerity in health, education, transport, all the things that we all rely on. And really, um, the duty of the trade union movement at that time, in my view, should have been to say, look. Look at what's happened. These deaths could have been avoided if you hadn't have done X, Y and Z. And if you want us to carry on, you need to give us the tools to, to do whatever it is that we need to be doing. And I think the trade union movement, including the PCS leadership, abdicated a responsibility. You and other Socialist Party members have spent time working with others to try and build up uh, in the union the broad left network, as we mentioned you're the candidate of. Why does it matter that there is that kind of organisation in the union, a broad left network? I've always been part of a, a left organisation in my union ever since I was a girl. Um, and the reason I was, not just the Socialist Party, but also the Socialist Party militant at that time being part of a broader left, was because I'm a socialist. I have, you know, a set of values um, and a set of beliefs, um, which for me is about improving the lot of working people, changing society, changing the nature of the society. I think Jeremy Corbyn calls it to the benefit of the many, not the few. Um, and that's basically sums it up, doesn't it? And it's important, I think, that people of like-minded views organise together to build around an, an agreed programme, i.e. a set of demands, so that they can put the union leadership under pressure to meet those demands and to build the confidence and consciousness of the people that they they represent. So organisations like the Broad Left Network, which is a young organisation in 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 the context of the the union, um, is very important. We've already um, come together. We've only been together for four years. Um, it's already sown benefits, if you like. I don't believe that the National Union would have. Um, called a national ballot. I don't believe they would have called national action without the pressure from the broad left network and the members standing with similar views, if you like. Um, so I think it is very important to build that alternative, but also to raise the ideas of socialism in a very sort of coherent, programmatic way. Um, and hopefully in a way that will get echoes amongst the broader membership and other lay reps so that we can build a trade union, which is part of a broader movement, um, serious about making things better, whatever that might look like. OK, thanks, Marion. And then my last question um, really is, uh, 
What prospects are there now for new forces uh, getting involved? And are you prepared to work with anyone who wants a campaigning union? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the answer, isn't it? Of course. Um, you know, for me, it's not about um, people liking each other and all that sort of stuff. It's do people have a common set of aims around which we can unite? And the Broad Left Network, which is supported by the Socialist Party, has a programme, which is, a, you know, it's a fighting transitional programme based on um, an industrial and political plan um, that that gets a lot of support throughout the union. And if there are people who, and we do it already, actually, um, you know, we, we work with people who are not in the Broad Left Network, who don't feel ready to make that step quite yet or that commitment, but they support the programme and the aims and we're working with them already. And I think that will continue. I, I hope, one of the things I hope, and it's already beginning to show that this is happening, is that through the election campaign, because it's not just about winning, it's about what you do when you win mm. and how you, well, actually what you do when you if you lose as well. Mm. Um, and it is about getting that programme out there and getting support for various aspects of it. And it's already proving to be the, the case that we are getting more and more support from people who probably haven't associated previously with the Broad Left Network or even Socialist Ideas. Mm. Um, are coming together region by region to support the campaign, which equals supporting the programme, because that's why they're supporting me. They're not supporting me because I'm a nice person or I'm an horrible person. They're supporting me because we stand for something that they can, um, that resonates with them. And then it's important that we have those further discussions. But also we do it concretely as well. We don't just talk it, we do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, I think we, uh, we would. I mean, at the end of the day, it'll be a decision for the, the broad left network itself. Um, but my view is, and I've argued consistently, yes, of course, if there are people who are interested or even groups of people who share similar aims, um, then we would want to work with them because my, my view is that makes us stronger. Excellent. Thanks, Marion. So that's the end of my questions. (laughs) If there are PCS members listening who are not yet convinced of how they're going to vote in the general secretary election, is there any last thing that you would like to say to them uh, to to ponder on in the run up to the opening of the ballot? This election is crucial. It comes at a pivotal time um, when workers are struggling. They're still struggling. Um, And the issue I think we all have to ask ourselves is whether PCS want to be involved in that and the potential gains that that makes for members, which is us, um, or whether we don't. And that's really the choice I think you've got in the election. Do you want a leadership who's going to stand up and do something, get involved, link up with other unions and struggle for you and with you? Or do you want a leadership that blinks at the first offer that comes on the table? That's the choice. I hope you'll agree to vote for me and do that. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Marion. And just to say that Marion is going to be one of the speakers at the main rally at the Socialism 2023 weekend taking place on the 25th and 26th of November. The rally will be on the Saturday evening at half past five. And there you will hear Marion alongside other socialist fighters from the trade unions uh, and so on, putting forward socialist ideas to change the world. The Tories are on their way out. Capitalism is in crisis. We need a socialist alternative.
and that means fighting to transform the unions, the mass organisations of the working class with socialist ideas, as Marion has so well explained uh, this evening. So if you want to hear more from Marion and you want to discuss all of those ideas over the course of that weekend, come along. But also uh, get involved with the Broad Left Network if you are a PCS member and also join the Socialist Party. Join Marion and I in the fight to change the world. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Solidarity. Socialism is produced by the Socialist Party, the England-Wales section of the Committee for a Workers' International. If you would like to get in touch about anything discussed here or to join the Socialist Party, please email info at socialistparty.org.uk. You can find further reading in the notes in your podcast app and on our websites. For the Socialist Party, that's www.socialistparty.org.uk. For those listening in other parts of the world especially, we recommend checking out the CWI with analysis of world events to join the fight for socialism in your country, that's www.socialistworld.net. Editing is done by a team of member volunteers, including producer Chris Cook, without whom this podcast is not possible. Get in touch if you have skills you would like to contribute. If you want to get in touch, email info at socialistparty.org.uk. The Socialist Party relies on funding from our members and supporters. We have no big business backers or adverts, which allows us to maintain our political independence. Can you help fund this podcast? You can make a regular donation or a one-off payment at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash donate. Even more importantly, do you agree with the ideas of the Socialist Party as we have raised here? We want you to become a member and join the fight for a socialist world. Get in touch today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so we can see you next time.